Hello, 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 and welcome to the Past the Sticks podcast. It's Tyler here with Steven. What's up, Steven? What's up? Keenan. What's up? How are you doing tonight? All right, boys, it, it's been an eventful week. Um, a lot to cover. Feels like we came back from the international break in full force. Um, and I got some empty pizza boxes on the table. Keenan and Steven chowed down tonight. So hopefully you're feeling fueled up. How's the pizza, bro? Great. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic Tuesday move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pizza. It's been pizza, pizza and Bundesliga. Uh, maybe we should do like brats, brats and beer uh, for a show. Yeah, I think we should absolutely do that. <laughs> All right, next week, folks, brats and beer will be brought to you by. But tonight it's Blaze Pizza. Um, Blaze, if you want to sponsor us, you know where to find us. <laughs> um, diving in tonight, before we get into the games and everything, just wanted to do our usual roundtable gossip for the week. Not a whole lot of off-the-field um, action this week, but the, I think the big headline has been the Neuer to Stegen beef. Um, we talked about this a little bit off-air pre-show, but just wanted to touch on a little bit on-show if you're not up-to-date on that. Um, essentially, Tristegan over the international break was a little frustrated with his lack of playing time um, and felt that he had proved himself enough where he should be getting starts with the national team. Um, and then Neuer had a bit of a clapback um, saying, hey, there's a lot of other keepers that would like to have that spot too. And I'm performing at top level. So <laughs> that's position of mine. <laughs> so, uh, boys, did you have any thoughts to add on this? Um, anybody want to out themselves as a closet? Tristegan um, supporter or no? <laughs> no, I mean players make the decisions ultimately for the coach. Like you know, show up on the field. You had a great year. Neuer had a down year. He's still playing. Obviously, the coaching staff is not seeing enough from Tristegan to give him that spot. Play better. Like <laughs> just keep playing better, and eventually you might have that spot. But you know, do better in training. I mean, there was that year where Tristegen was actually the number one because Neuer was out, and yeah, they struggled with with him in the sticks. So it's all it's obviously that you know Tristegen is the most reliable keeper for for the national team. If if a down year Neuer can still be number one keeper out of the informed Tristegen in Barcelona, and that that's something to be said. But again, we understand that Tostegan wants to play. Every yeah. every soccer player wants to play. And the unfortunate aspect of goalkeepers is that there's only one on the field. Yeah. <clears throat> and and as, as we've said in the past, Germany is like keeper capital. Like, right. It seems like all the number one keep, uh, like the best keepers in the world come from Germany. So you had, you know, obviously Neuer, Tostegan, you have uh, Trapp coming, coming from PSG to Frankfurt. You have uh, Leno. Uh, you have even Farman uh, when he's on he's one of the best keepers in Germany so like we have the, so Germany yeah. is loaded with keepers that would love to be that number two that are not in number two because right exactly and that's like, not even that's glad. not even touching on historical keepers right and, and just be glad you're even on the national team <laughs> like, like like we said right being, being the the unquestioned number two <clears throat> goalkeeper for Germany yeah is an accomplishment in and of itself. You know, again, it's it's frustrating for him, but just play better. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing that that sticks out to me is the fact that you're bringing that up, you know, publicly. 
I just don't like that look. Um, and I think Neuer touched on that as well, saying, hey, we're a team. You know, we're bigger than just one player, regardless of who plays. Like, we're a team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if, if anything comes of that with Tristegan. Um, if Yogi has to talk to him, I mean, I'm sure more information will come out on that. But I just don't like the look that that, that, that has, you know, as a player. Um, keep those thoughts to yourself. You know, you don't have to say that publicly. Um, it's clearly a shot at, I mean, not only the coaching staff, but then also Neuer basically saying, hey, I'm better. I should be, I should be starting. Um, discuss that, you know, discuss that with the coaching staff then if you feel that way. Or like Keenan said, just straight up perform, <laughs> you know, where they, they absolutely have to start you. Uh, but yeah, I just don't like the look from, from Tristegan, um, you know, taking it publicly like that. Um, but yeah, just wanted to touch on that as our gossip. A- anything else this week, lads, that, that stuck out to you? Not really gossip necessarily but Lewandowski is one goal away from 200 uh, goals with Bayern Munich wow with the game tomorrow to come and that's that'll um, I mean he's already second to Gary Muller right correct yeah um, no, well he is he all time I thought so uh, let's see he may not quite be there yet I want to say that he might be uh, a little further down the list but not much further all right, we will do our handy-dandy fact check on that. Lads are pulling that up. Um, yeah, didn't, didn't see a whole lot more. Um, again, it's been, it's been difficult because I was like hyper-tuned to transfer rumors and all that stuff, like 24-7. <laughs> and then when the window closed, it's like having withdrawals of that. I'm like, where? Where's the news? Where's the rumors? Well, I was thinking, you do have the news from Dusseldorf lying about uh, their, their ramen fees. Uh, that they got. Tell us about that, Steven. So, basically what's going on is Dusseldorf lied about... I want to say it was about the fee that they got for Roman uh, from Schalke. And I think there was some... There was some um, I think there was some, another back and forth between them for something else um, with those two. Um, and it got out to the, the German media. German media didn't like it very, very much. Shaka didn't like it very much, um, and you know, just came out came came out against the the sporting director, uh, Dusseldorf, uh, very very emphatically, might I add. Um, you know Schneider, he was like, yeah, we, we're not going to put up with this. Uh, we we uh, and then later on they, they said that they talked about it and they they said they. Uh, they said we're not going to talk about this anymore in public. But this is behind us, so it's good to kind of see it kind of go, come up and just be pushed to the side. Even though German media is still going to like be hounding on that story for a couple weeks, and and I I'd imagine that that would you know when uh, Schalke and Dusseldorf play this year, I'm sure that that story will come back up at that, around that time, because um, that that'll be interesting to kind of see that. See if anything. <laughs> yeah, that. it's such it's such a weird like. Like why? Like like what was the point of lying about how much you got? How much you got? From, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 weird. It's I'm trying to think of an analogy, but it's like bragging, and it's yeah. That's like we not got even much, we got, right, right. We got all this much money. Right, right. we can pull out the receipt from the the payment and see that you're clearly lying about that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a it's a weird situation and. I felt like the ramen transfer just all along was kind of bizarre. Yeah, because it was like they were they were obviously they were pushing for a higher fee. Right. 
when Shaco was like, oh, so we're gonna play pay this, and he was only valued at like ten mil, I think. Right. And I think they uh, they ended up paying like thirteen, I think, for him at, at at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not gonna be able to bully, you know, um, like he doesn't, or if you're not gonna be able to bully another club, um, no. as far as a transfer. I mean, especially I mean, obviously, you know, you know, Shaco's, you know, recent financial. Cloud right, but, it, but if nothing little, else, that, but, but, but that's going to work in their advantage because yeah, like, we're not going to overspend on them. So this is like this is like one of the biggest clubs in Germany. Right. You're not, you're not going to bully them. Right, right. Like especially like if you're a low lower level lead, uh, team, you're not you're not you're not going to bully them. I mean, we've we've seen even even like you go you go back with um, even like if like Bayern's like trying to go for a Schalke player, Schalke is not going to be able to bully Bayern for nothing. They'll, they'll drive up the price, but Bayern will end up like either yes or no. Like it's it's up it's ultimately up to the team to like yes or no. But you know, Dusseldorf didn't have any kind of financial clout to be like we we can't like we we need this money versus like Bayern is like oh, we don't need this we'll go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting news. Yeah, and I, I agree. The media is gonna play that one up. We did get our um, our fact check in. So uh, Lewandowski is actually currently third. I apologize for that. Um, Call Hearts for a minute is still um, slightly higher with 217. Um, so shout out to KHR. He will. Lewandowski will get that this year. Yeah, he'll get that this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, At the rate he's going, he'll get it by like. Winter break. Well, next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't. I mean, I don't see Gary Muller getting broken maybe ever. 508, yeah, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Uh, you're asking for. <laughs> Although I will say, Lewandowski, uh, the closest one to him is in uh, goals per match rate. I was gonna say, yeah, his goals per match um, is, is up there. Um, 0.8 versus Jared Muller's 0.9, so, yeah. which is crazy to think Jared Muller averaged almost a goal every game he played, and every the man match. played 567 <laughs> matches. So. And 508 goals is insane. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our, our roundup. Going to keep it short and sweet tonight because we've got a lot to cover. So we're going to take a quick pause here um, to get hydrated, and then we're going to jump into our recaps. All right, boys. It was an eventful match day four. Uh, we just did a quick run back to look at the matches that we called last week. Um, notably, we were we were in agreement on most of the uh, on most of the matches. Um, the Augsburg Frankfurt one we had miscalled there. I think a lot of people miscalled that one, thinking that Frankfurt would <laughs> get that one done. Um, weren't quite able to do that. Of course, we'll touch on that. Um, the Leipzig Bayern one. I think we all were kind of unsure of, of how that one would go. Yeah, we mentioned needing to see how we would line up and everything um, and reserving the right to be able to change that one earlier. <laughs> yeah, on. but, I think, but a, I think a draw is a yeah. fair result based on where we were sitting. Yeah. Um, we didn't feel like either team would necessarily run away with it. Um, and then the, the Freiburg Hoffenheim one, I've just got to bring this up because on some episode, and if you know the episode, maybe you will win a prize. <laughs> some episode, I, I gave Keenan a little jab saying that I felt like Frankfurt, uh, Freiburg was going to beat Hoffenheim coming back from the international break, which they did, but we did a little check last week. I backpedaled on that a little bit um, and <laughs> bought the hype that Hoffenheim would take care of them at home. Um, so wishing I hadn't backpedaled, a reminder to stick to your guns, lads. Um, 
So we'll we'll take it from the top now, but just wanted to touch on where we got right, where we got wrong. Um, similar format as usual. We will touch on the games from Friday to Sunday. We'll give you our biggest winners, our biggest losers, maybe our surprise. Um, and then I thought maybe we'll do like a, a one to watch based on the performance last week. Yeah. Um, who do we expect to shine this coming week or to, to have a bounce back? So without further ado, let's dive in. Our Friday fixtures um, saw Dusseldorf at Wolfsburg, a 1-1. Real quick, lads, what were your thoughts on that one? Should not have been 1-1. <laughs> a VAR, I missed the goal. Um, on Dusseldorf, like that was completely out. Um, that led up to that uh, Dusseldorf goal. Um, but you know, you the the, the yeah this, you, this thing, you can't change it now. Right. Um, but looking back on it, that well, that sh- it's unfortunate for Wolfsburg that they didn't get all three points. Um, but I mean, it was early. You don't know necessarily that that would have been yeah. the result that way. But it's you know, in hindsight, it is frustrating for Wolfsburg to look at it that way and say, you know, that was our chance, but, you know, you know, they also could have finished some more of their own. Right. And, I mean, even on a bad day, Wolfsburg still remains unbeaten. Yeah. Um, still at a pretty nice spot on the table. So, yeah. I don't think there's a lot they can complain about. They're playing strong. Um, Dusseldorf is – it continues to be one of those trap games for teams um, with their defensive shape and everything. So, um yeah, I don't think Wolfsburg can necessarily complain, but I agree they they would have hoped to have gotten all three points in that one. Uh, it's a winnable fixture for them, uh, even on the road. Yeah. Um, our next one, starting the, the Saturday morning run, we saw Dortmund and um, <laughs> Leverkusen, one that we all called, but I'm not sure we all saw it running away like this. I, kind of, I, th- I thought this might happen with Leverkusen just because of the international break happening at the wrong time for them. Um, you know, it, obviously it didn't hurt Royce, um, who bagged his uh, brace for, um, it, that might have been his first brace of the year, um, and many more to come for him, I, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, this was, this was just a complete domination, uh, from Dortmund. This is, this is the kind of performance that makes me want to like, okay, Dortmund has that chance to be a really good team if they can be consistent with this performance. That's the problem with this team is when they go up against someone like Union, who they should have... There should have been a Union score for, for, for Dortmund. Like Dortmund should have walked through, walked in that uh, that stadium and walked out of the court zero win. That, 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 that should have been Dortmund against Union, but that didn't happen. Um, so I think their, their consistency is going to be their biggest downfall. Because if, if they can't, it's four zero against Leverkusen. Leverkusen is my is like they're not obviously they're, they're not the top tier teams that we think are in the Bundesliga. They're 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 second tier. Um, like they're they're one of those one of those um, teams that could get that last spot for uh, Champions League. Um, but four zero, like you can't you can't. Unfortunately for Leverkusen, it's gonna it's, it shows it as a bad loss. Um, but like honestly, with the international break, I think that hurt them more so than obviously it hurt Dortmund. Yeah, uh, because like, I think that that was our biggest that was our biggest worry for the team was their depth wasn't nearly as deep as uh, Dortmund's work was. So, and I think you know four zero at the end of it's like well 
you know, you kind of see why that. And that we saw, we saw this, and you brought this up before, Stephen, with uh, Leverkusen's preseason, where they've had some issues um, getting beat by teams pretty badly, um, and, and you hate to see that in preseason fixtures. Um, they're one of those teams that just seems to have those those polar up those swings. Um, not to take anything away from Dortmund because they put up a, an incredible performance, but Leverkusen will do that. They'll, they'll run up on a team one week and then get, um, get ran on the next week. And um, it makes it tricky to to figure out um, quite what they're capable of or what their ceiling is going to be when, you know, they, they have these collapses like that. The big thing that stood out to me from this matchup, which I think could be a, um, you know, I mean, Howard obviously didn't play a lot on the national team. He did get, get a little bit of action. He did have the travels. But Thomas Delaney absolutely had him in his pocket all night. And other teams that, if you're getting ready to face Leverkusen, Watch the tape of Thomas Delaney. <laughs> um, seven interceptions in that one, which was um, the uh, the highest number of interceptions in the league this year for a game. Um, just if you, I wish I could show you the map, which we had a video of um, just his his tackles and um, where he was able to control the ball in the midfield um, and just basically prevent Havertz from having any kind of um, daylight. Um, and that, that's going to really stifle Leverkusen because so much of that play starts with him um, in the build-up. You know, his runs forward and getting the balls out wide. Um, so props to, um, to Favre and, and Dortmund for, uh, for setting that up because I think that really was the catalyst to their, their bombardment on the attack was being able to stifle Leverkusen's um, attack. Um, so, yeah, it, it was... It was like you said, a big day from Dortmund, and that's the Dortmund that should be scary to not only the league, but also uh, all of Europe. Um, but much like Leverkusen, sometimes we don't always see the best of Dortmund. So I um, guess only time will tell if they can keep this up against other big teams. But that's that's one that is definitely, um, again, sending a message that we're still here, you know, from Dortmund. Yeah, I mean, you and I have talked about it, Tyler, about that midfield pairing of Delaney and Witzel. And then just looking over the stats from this game and seeing, you know, just how much possession Dortmund was willing to give up, which feeds into how they want to play. I mean, when you have dudes like Brandt and Hazard and Royce and Sancho who just want to get out and run and you can let Delaney and Witzel control the midfield and then be like, all right, well, who's going to beat us down the pitch? Because I don't think you are. I mean, Sancho is so fast, and there might not be a team that gets collectively more jealous of their teammates scoring goals than Dortmund. <laughs> and then it's just like, all right, well, you got one, I need one. You got one, I need one. And then you end up with a scoreline like this. Yeah, and we touched on this. Um, if you go back and look at the, the, Le- the Leverkusen-Hoffenheim, um, the draw – that was another issue with Leverkusen having a lot of the ball and not being able to finish. And that plays in Dortmund's hands, like you said, where yeah. Dortmund's okay with you having a lot of possession. And you proved that you couldn't get it done against Hoffenheim. So they're thinking, okay, yeah, come in, we'll, get, we'll let you have the ball. And guess what? We have Sancho, we have Royce, we have Alcácer, who are going to get down the pitch a lot faster than the Hoffenheim's attacking players. So, um, yeah, easy day for Dortmund. Um, they, when they're on, they're really on. And, yeah, it's just going to continue to be a, a fun season watching them. Uh, next on the docket, we had Mainz 
10 Berlin. Wow, Berlin. <laughs> what to say about Berlin? Um, yeah, this. <clears throat> I I thought that this this would be kind of the result that we would see from the from these two teams is like a two one um, game either either way. Um, I think I think that like, I think I said last week. Mine's mine's problem isn't their attack. It's their it's that defense. I think. Um, you know, we, we saw them oh, against uh, Bayern push them on the, on the counterattack plenty of times, and uh, I think I think that that's mine's strength is their counterattack. Um, that I think that that definitely helped them on this one. But <clears throat> what to say about Berlin though? Like it's unfortunate to see them struggle this this mildly this early in the season. But it is only four games into the season. It's only four games. There's still plenty of time for them to turn, turn it around. The problem is when you're at a, what is it, negative minus seven goal differential right now. Um, and you're at, the, you're, at the, you're at the bottom of the table. Um, that, I mean, obviously minus, minus nine, but, you know, being minus seven on the bottom of the table does not, is not, not looking good for, for uh Berlin. The, the good thing about Berlin, the only thing I can give Berlin is their defense is still pretty solid. Um, obviously, you know, they, they've let in seven goals, but historically, Berlin has been one of the strongest def- stronger defensive teams in the league. Um, they, they normally get... They're the teams that frustrate you. Right, and, and that's what we said before, is that, that I think that they, they're going to need to score some goals to um, ease up the pressure on that defense. And it's interesting to watch them because they, coming into the season, I think a lot of people were picking them as um, European contender, um, at least a Europa spot. Um, very hyped off-season. Um, a lot of people, including myself, um, really thought highly of this squad. They, they made a lot of moves in the transfer market um, and brought in a lot of talent, and they still have a, a young core. Um, it's hard to put a finger on what's going on right now with them. Just, just can't get it going. To me, don't want to bring up Schalke this, this early in the show, but to me, it feels a lot like them last year where Schalke was coming off of that, that second place finish and, you know, expectations are high. You know, I certainly think, okay, we may not get back to second, but we should, we've got essentially the same squad, missed a couple pieces, but we brought in some other talent. So it should still be competing and, and just came out so flat at the start of the year um, and struggled basically the whole season and hopefully Hertha can turn it around and they don't you know, end up in a similar situation. But it is strange you'll have those teams where, um, yeah, just can't can't put a finger on, on what's going on, but but something's not right with them. Um, and I, defensively, they have those issues, but I'm still going to stick and say that if they can find a way to really get the ball in the back of the net a few times, um, players like Stark on their back line will get the job done. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you got also think too that they, they did bring in Luca Bacchio, who you know was one of Dusseldorf's leading school leading scorers last year. Right, and, and you would think that and, you know he he obviously had that performance against Bayern the first game of the year where he like he tore apart Bayern. Like, like where where is he now? Right, like, what you come out like that match day one, you know, and then that was the thing. It's it was that one. It's like yeah, like Bayern's not playing well, but. This is the Hertha Berlin that I expected them to be. You know, they came out that first match day. 
people were wanting to rag on Byron. I was like, no, Hurts is they're gonna have a, yeah. a strong squad this year. And now And then they got rocked right. by Wolfsburg and then the Schalke game happened and, and you know they're they are they're down what was it? They they've let in like they let eight goals in three matches. Right. Yeah. Like which is like obviously mine has a minus nine, um, but a lot of that came from the the uh, Bayern game. So um, obviously mine's eleven more, but over one game versus you know just a stretch that that Hertha has, but that the, the, the they that defense was just for some odd reason has been extremely leaky. Yeah. Um, you know if. You know, maybe it, going kind of go back to that Hertz Schalke game. If Schalke finishes their chances, that 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 could be a six. That that could have been a six zero win. Of you know, just just based on the sheer number of chances that they that Schalke had, the possession that they had, like it was a complete domination. But the scoreline, obviously, you know, two one goals hurts you. But if you know Schalke finishes a couple more, you know, they're bottom uh, of. Premier uh, Bundesliga, and they their goal differential weeks, you know, extremely high. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough day. Um, can anything add on that one? I'm just gonna hit what you said with you know it, this obviously it works for everybody, but you know help your team out a little bit more, score a goal or two more, finish some of those chances, take a little bit of the pressure off that defense, and I think they'll be all right. Um, but yeah. It's it's a rough start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see them as a, as a relegation team or anything like that in the long run, but they've got to get things going. Uh, another tough day this week um, for Frankfurt um, as they uh, they hit a little bit of a storm in Augsburg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting uh, game. Um, this is this is one of those teams that I think benefited from the international break with in Augsburg. Obviously, I think I still think that they're going to finish in the bottom of the table. Um, but you know they, they did they did um, push um, her um, Bremen uh, the week before prior. Uh, so it's not like they're they're not competing. Obviously, you know, they had they, they got blown they got blown out by Dortmund, which. Most teams probably would have if Dortmund's on their day, um, but you know, it 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 it's crazy, and I think we we had that stat where Frankfurt's played the most games out of any club in like Europe. Is that was that what it was? No, it's definitely Germany, probably out there in Europe. Um, because they had to do the Europa League qualifiers, which was a lot of games. They did a lot of the uh, obviously the preseason matches, then they come in straight, and from that to. Pokal, uh, and then the league. Uh, now they're playing uh, Europa tomorrow against Arsenal. So like or on Thursday. So they have Frankfurt's playing a lot of games, and they don't have the most depth, unfortunately. So I think, yeah, that 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 uh, international break hurt Frankfurt more than it hurt Augsburg. Uh, I think that was the difference. Yeah, and Frankfurt's another team that I think uh, this one shouldn't be too worrying for them. Um, they'll be okay. They're certainly not at the levels they were, you know, in the previous couple of years, but um, they still have a strong core, and they're still getting used to best odds. Um, 
you know, you're, you're getting a new attacking core, kind of this, this new generation um, per se. And Nito Leichner, I mean, just incredible goal on that one. <laughs> yeah, that, um, was a, that was a great <laughs> strike. <laughs> yeah. It was... So it's, it's one of those, it's like, well, what can we do? You know, Augsburg yeah. came out and decided to play today. And, and we've seen flashes of that from them. We, we really have. Certainly around this time of the year. I mean, they did this, something similar to this against Bayern last year. You know, this time of year, they you know, had one solid performance with that, uh, that Felix Goetzel last second. Oh, right. Yeah. Tip in, you know, it's, you know, we're approaching uh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Yeah. So this seems to be when Augsburg throws in a performance to uh, to shock everybody, and Frankfurt is beginning to have finalized their squad, and it's just been so many late changes and everything. It's a lot for them, so I think they'll be all right. Yeah, we still see. I mean, Oxford. It's difficult because I still see them as a relegation side this year, just because of the lack of quality. But um, if Mites, well, you know, Mites, maybe they they bounce back. But if Paderborn and and her, it, it it's interesting on the <laughs> bottom of the table because there's. Some teams, I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure they go down, um, but at some point, if they're all down there together, who knows what ends up happening late in the season. So, yeah, um, yeah you hate to see it, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be a good one to watch. Calm, glad, glad back, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Billy Goats couldn't quite get it done. Uh, player comes out 14th minute, um, great strike. They, you know, glad back, having a lot of joy, but then otherwise, not a whole lot to, to note on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was... I guess my feeling was wrong about the Billy Goats. They just didn't quite have it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a fairly even matchup overall. Just, you know, Plia's... Plia. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we saw this early on in the season last year. Guy's a pretty good goal scorer. Yeah, um, but again, it shows that Cole is, is for real. They, it just it stinks because they've got to get some of these done, yeah. um, you know, to stay afloat. Um, and so these tight matchups that you end up losing aren't going to be enough in the long run. But um, Yeah, I mean, but 2-1, 3-1, 2-1, 0-1, like, you're in all of these games. Right. And maybe it's just getting used to the Bundesliga again. Yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't bet against them week in the week out. Um, we're just gonna keep it flowing because we got we got uh, <laughs> a lot to get to. A lot to get to tonight. So the Bremen uh, Union Berlin, uh, that one we were kind of torn on last week. What was gonna happen with that one in our previews? Can't say it's a surprising one. I mean, it, it really could have gone either way. Um, got ugly there at the end. <laughs> Very ugly. Um, you know, Sahin kind of losing it there. So. Oh, I super titch. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, it's uh, an unusual game with when you look at it and think that there was each team scores a goal with a penalty. You also add in a missed penalty and then a red card for each team. And funny enough, both players having been on a team together with uh, their time at Dortmund. Right. right. Um, just a lot of cards, but not a surprising chippy game at the end especially these teams are very chippy in general and certainly in a close game like that you know it's gonna push is gonna come to shove i think what do we have 
like seven or eight minutes of stoppage time at the end of that game. Yeah, it was a ton of stoppage Gotta love it, though. It, <laughs> it made for quite an exciting game. Yeah, I mean, it could, from a neutral point of view, I mean, unless you like to just see Dortmund <laughs> in all its splendor, from a neutral, it, is, it was a fun one to watch. Yeah. Um, certainly. Um, more fun than this next one to me. I know a lot of people said it was fun. Leipzig Bayern. I I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled with it. I I was okay with the draw, but it was kind of gritty to me. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was not the high flying game that we thought it was going to be. I think because we thought oh because of Leipzig coming in on that with their high flying uh, Dortmund or Bayern with their high flying like it was going to be a high scoring game, but it turns out to be a grind fest and uh, goals were. You know, Fortenberg got that penalty, um, that PK, which, you know, again, VAR is VAR. Um, you know, Lewandowski is like, he, you know, Bayern had, like, opened, opened up Leipzig very easily, very quickly, and which led uh, Lewandowski to get his goal. But outside of that, there wasn't, like, I mean, I know um, Werner had a couple chances to, like, put the, uh, Ed Leipzig goes over to a win, but he's gonna get some finishing. Holson as well had some had some chances. Each team had like the the draw is a fair result. I I don't think this is gonna to change too much. Like we we, we kind of said this last week about this uh, fixture as a must win for both teams. I think this is pretty indicative of what these two teams are like are, are going to be. These two teams are gonna be jockeying. All season long for that number one spot, um, and I think I think that this is a fair reflection of that, just because they're good, both going at a high flying, uh, but defense decided to rule the day, and not much you can really do. Not, not much you can do if the defense are on. on. Um, nice to see Boateng get a, get an appearance. Yeah, I mean, unfortunate that <laughs> he gets it at uh, expense of Alaba. Um, Expect to be out. I'm assuming not till after winter break. It's been several weeks. Didn't sound good. Um, but gonna touch us on the fact that Boateng still is um, very important to the club, and glad that we kept him because things would be kind of hairy there um, as far as the back line goes without him. Uh, yeah, lack, lack of. Um, I think if you look at first half, Bayern had. There's a lot of chances dominating the game. I uh, I messaged the, guy, the guys in the group chat and said, "Hey, Bayern needs to go and get that second one. Don't feel too good about it." Um, and then right before half, you get the kind of controversial penalty, but Forsberg, being Forsberg, puts it away. Um, Neuer did guess correctly, though. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I mean, don't take anything away from Neuer on that because he, to me, he was the man of the match. Um, right up there with Galashi, who had some incredible saves for uh, for RB as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's looking at the first half, you say, okay, Byron's got to feel bad because they didn't put this away. Then looking at the second half, Nagelsmann made some, um, some tweaks. I think he switched to the four back in yep. the second half. Um, they started, they, the possession was still in Byron's favor, but, um, it was a lot more even. I think it was. Yeah. Nothing compared to what it was at the beginning in that first half. Especially. Yeah. I want to say it went from high twenties to, it was right around mid forties. Yeah, um, by the second half, I think. Um, so Nagelsmann being Nagelsmann tinkered with it, and Leipzig literally came out second half looking like a different team. 
And at that point, I think from Bayern's point of view, they're thankful that they weathered the storm, <laughs> you know, because in the second half, Leipzig very well could have put in a couple um, and, and it looked very different. So I'm with you. A draw is a fair result. Both of those teams, I think it, it was definitely a little bit of a chess match. Um, I, uh, I wasn't a big fan of, which felt bad saying this, uh, Kovac bringing in Davies in this fixture, um, which he caught some criticism about. Um, and he came out and said, hey, I wanted his pace um, because we were really getting, um, uh, got the guy's name, but on that on that side for, for RB, um, the defender was causing a lot of trouble over there and so we thought maybe we'd get Davies in for some pace to bring and through. He, he had yeah, 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 yeah. He had, he had some chances. Uh, well, he, he looked lost, though, to me. Yeah, um, I mean, there was one or two moments where I wouldn't say he had chances as much as he was faster overall and he beat someone to a ball. He didn't – it was not, you know, what we saw with Komen or what we were used to seeing sometimes with Serge where they really beat someone and have a chance themselves. It was um, – I felt like frequently it was the – the defenders or the low-lying midfielders who had played a ball into space and used his pace there. I mean, I personally would have preferred to see Perisic or even uh, seen Coutinho come in earlier than he did. Um, obviously, I know he came back from Brazil, was still jet-lagged and everything, but um, it was sort of a shame to see him come on with basically two minutes left in a game when I thought he could have come in earlier and certainly to see Parrison sitting there on the bench uh, with Davies coming in was not big on that particular yeah, decision. Right, and I, I mean, I'm not to take anything away from Davies. I love Davies. I, yeah. I was, I mean, I've been pushing for him to get more playing time. I just felt like in this match, for one, um, kind of threw him into the fire a little bit. For a player, a young player like that, I would have preferred someone with a little bit more experience like Parasic coming into more of a big game matchup to come in this. Um, and his just one-on-one -on -one dribbling abilities. Um, I felt like there was a lot of pressing from Leipzig and bringing a young player into that. Um, he had a lot of trouble, like you said, unless he was able to get those balls into space and literally beat the man to the ball. Right. Um, if he had to dribble out of those situations, it just wasn't happening that night. Um, and we even saw, I mean, Gnabry struggle with it too. He did. Um, um, it was interesting though, because you had Gnabry and Komen on traditionally opposite sides from what they have been known to play. Um, honestly, I think uh, Davies would have done better against that back three that we saw in the first half. They were just they were so tight and compact, and you just saw Komen expose those alleys that were open on the outside of the box. That's where I think that would have been great for Davies, but not so much in the second half against that four back. Yeah, yeah. So props to Nagelsmann for that. Uh, Komen, yeah. <laughs> first half Komen was was slender. I mean, it was, it was you love to see that from him. Um, but yeah, just. Kind of finish and then at the very end too, there's a little header, uh, just nobody there to, to test. I'm just like, ah, uh, you gotta just throw everything on the line at that. But hey, it happens. Uh, I'll take the. Um, yeah, the I mean a one-one draw is, you know, after a couple of days to think about it, it's at Leipzig. It's you know we'll take that and move on. I do think we had better passing. We were quicker with the ball. It didn't sit on our feet. You know, it was one, two, move it along, or off of one pass, just, you know, we pinged the ball around, especially early in the first half. So that was nice to see. Um, but, you know, I think we could spend an entire show just on this game. <laughs> yeah, and it was one uh, everyone's talking about. I mean, you, you've got, there's so many storylines to it. So I, 
one one experience and it makes the next one all the more juicy now yeah. um, with everything to play for and you know title hopes will be on the line on that one too so um, this next one which is the one that I absolutely love to see um, <laughs> been riding this Freiburg train they're on their day they're a fun team to watch and since the other lads have been voting against them I um, I'm going all in I hate that I doubled back on them in this one. I, I just thought Hoffenheim at home would still frustrate them a little bit, but props to Freiburg for, for proving me right and wrong at the same time. Um, big day for them. Um, really didn't didn't do much wrong. Um, they The setup on um, on that first goal just phenomenal. Um, seeing Pedersen clicking on all cylinders, I feel like he's one of the more underrated strikers in the league for the past couple of seasons now. Um, yeah, Freiburg just full performance from, from start to finish, defense, attack. Um, Hoffenheim looks a little shaky, and it looks like we're starting to sh see shades of Hoffenheim that we thought we might in this post Nagelsmann era, not quite showing um, the tactical um, prowess that they had. Um, right. the past few seasons where they would mix things up and couldn't end up clawing their way back from these types of games. So, I don't know. I, I'd love to see that one. <laughs> As the outspoken Freiburg will be a relegation team member of our group, um, they have proven me wrong thus far pretty handily. Um, obviously, there's still time for that to change, but I I am uh, wavering on my prediction <laughs> rather early into the season. Um, I do like to see uh, Patterson. Uh, you know, Tyler's been an advocate of him for years now, but I do like him um, sitting underneath those two strikers that we saw, almost a three-striker head um, there. I think it just sort of gives him some freedom, and you don't end up with center back sitting on top of him as much. Um, but, no, he's a very underrated striker, and then uh, – and then Walshman, who came in later, is uh, oh, yeah, is is a, is a future gem for sure. Yeah, it's also it's interesting. Um, this is the first time in the club's history that Freiburg has scored ten goals in the first opening four games of the, the Bundesliga season. But you also, I'm wondering too if if maybe obviously you know nothing to take away from Freiburg and their, the way they play. But you also kind of look at the teams that they play. Obviously, Hoffenheim we. We say Hoffenheim is like, oh, they could be a middle mid table team, even even without um, Nagelsmann there. Um, but you look at the team that they played and the team that they lost that that uh, Freiburg lost against. It's like, okay, well, I I, I can kind of see where they they will, they will definitely struggle against the bigger teams, um, and obviously maybe they'll feast on the lower the bottom tier teams, and that's what keeps them afloat. Um, which I mean, hey. You get your three points, you get your three points. Right. No matter, no matter what team you, you face, you got to get your three points. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. They, they I mean, Mainz, they beat, um, they beat Paderborn pretty handily. Um, and again, the Cone one, that one could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. And um, I'm, I'm honestly, that, that uh, Mainz game, they, they didn't score those three until the last five. <laughs> yeah, so, right, right, right. But, but, let's, but, but, yeah. but again, that's nothing to take away from Freiburg's performances. You know, they, they've, Time and time again, they've proven they've proven us wrong. That hey, we 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 can compete. Um, I mean, the Cologne game, you know, depending on how you're uh, 
how you look at Cole and um, how, how you think their, their season's going to go. Um, you know, that could be a nothing against Freiburg or that could be a plus against Freiburg. That, hey, we were competitive with this team and, you know, this is a sign of improvement for us. Yeah. Because I, th- I think, you know, you look back at last season's uh, table uh, results, you know, obviously Freiburg was down there um, close to the relegation zone. And what, which is why we were thinking that they, you know, they're, they're, they're that close. I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see them really make many moves in the transfer market, so maybe thinking maybe that could be a reason that they would drop. You know, I, we were thinking, obviously, Colm uh, is going to be um, be a better side. You, you never know what, what, what like the new promoter sides, how they're going to react to the um, Bundesliga, especially the Union of Paderborn, who haven't been here in a while. You, or ever, yeah, in case. Two years, right? So like, you just you just never know like how how those teams are going to react being that being in this uh, in this top tier. Um, so we're like, well, maybe they surprise people like like RB. I mean, not we, you and Keener, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself. But yeah, I, I, again, nothing to take away from. I think they they they've proven us wrong so far. But. <laughs> Yeah, and we said this. I mean, we said this with a lot of teams. Um, is when are you? I mean, be who you're playing. Yeah, right? you yeah. Know, you can't speak on the, the fixtures that you haven't had yet. But yeah. Teams in front of you. You know, win those games, and that's what I like about them is their their attacking capabilities. They are they're definitely better than these these lower teams as far as scoring goals, which they've shown. But yeah, I agree. Tom will tell. Uh, but I mean, in the past, they've they've frustrated teams like Byron. Um, you know, when, when they need to step their game up to the next level, um, they have shown that. And we'll just have to see if they're able to get some favorable results from that. But I, I know you're excited to talk about this next one, Stevie. Take the reins. Open the small up. Uh, we had... Um, yeah, so I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I first saw this, uh, I, I unfortunately did not get to watch who that was at work. Who, who played? We played Pat Horn. Is we? <laughs> <laughs> right, you gotta so intro your team, squ- man. Hey, the listeners can't see. It was scrolling Uh It was five to one. Uh, first time since '99 that Schalke has scored five goals on the road. Uh, they, obviously, they scored the. the uh, they had that uh, fourth that they came that come from behind four goals against uh, Dortmund at Dortmund uh, in that classic Riviera Derby game, which will not uh, like. If there's a better game, so like if, if there's a match just to see what the Bundesliga is like, that's the match to watch. Just because you had uh, you had Norman score, you had uh, all those games over with, and then second half happens. And it, it, it was it was a classic Bundesliga uh, game. Um, will there be a better game? Probably, but so so right now so far that's my favorite game of like all time. Just the comeback, but that's. Another story. <laughs> uh, let's get back to this one. Uh, at first, the scoreline was was a little worrying to me because like halftime was one one. I was like, oh no, not again. Uh, we're we're gonna draw. It's a team we should beat. We had all these chances to score, and we're not, we're not finishing again. This isn't gonna go well. Uh, you know, Wagner he brought in. He made some changes. Uh, brought in Booth. Uh, obviously, Raman was was hurt, so he um, wasn't in. Uh, McKinney was dealing with some illnesses um, going into the game, so he didn't start. So we, we had um, Serger out, out out there instead of McKinney. Um, so, but then the second half happened, and, and the floodgates just opened. 
Uh, I, th I think everything came into uh, fruition of what Wagner wants that team to do, and it happened in the second half. Like they started finishing, you know, they, there were dangers on all all points of the game. Defense, like defense, was solid. You know, it was a very all around uh, game. Again, and not again. It's a very impressive win, but we also have to take it is Paderborn. Um, you know, if this was against like RB, that'd be a completely <laughs> different story. As like what what we think this what Schalke will be at the, at the end. Um, I'm like it's an impressive win, uh, but pumping the brakes a little bit on the how it's, the excitement level for this team um, because you know if they can keep if it, they can keep this level up, then obviously you know they're, they're I predict you know, they will be the top four if as they keep this uh, stretch going. Um, but they have to keep it going. They can't. Like fall back that they did early in the season where they're not finishing. They have to keep on finishing all their chances. Like, you know, uh, seeing Hurry bounce back from his season, his horrible season last year, um, you know, him scoring a brace, first first brace in the Bundesliga for him. And an assist. And an assist. Um, and the fact that he, when he scored his first goal, he didn't go to his teammates. He went, he went straight to Wagner. And I think I think you can you, you can see that connection between uh, player and coach w with that goal. Like you know, Wagner put all the, all of his faith in Hurry um, coming into the season. There was some talks about him being shipped out because you know Schalke wasn't very wasn't very happy with his performances last year. Um, you know, he wasn't they, they thought he wasn't uh, all in with the team. You know, he was you know, even him himself said you know he wasn't all in. You know, he, there was times where he would value partying versus like being on the training pitch, or he would do he would do certain things off the pitch that like negatively affected him when it was time for him to play. Um, but you know, he changed all that. He started working out more in the off season. Um, it, it's clear that Wagner's play style fits him perfectly. Um, he's he's able to be that classic number ten. You know, he can he can create. He can his pace is. Phenomenal, his dribbling is phenomenal. Um, you know, Kutaku scored. Uh, we, we, we're high on. We, we, I think Kutaku is going to be a very uh, good player for Schalke in the future. Uh, Serger scored. Um, Salif uh, in the first half. You know, we yeah, we, 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 we love our big body uh, center backs. Yeah, okay, big fella. <laughs> and it was nice to finally see him get like. Get that get because I don't I don't think he scored at all last season for Schalke. Yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe yeah. If, if he did, it was it wasn't very notable. No, which, which looked bad coming from Hanover where he had had yeah he had quite a few. So you've seen him score the kind of level things up. Um, obviously, the first goal like that Paderborn scored uh, it was off of a bad um, play from Schalke, but they tightened up after that goal and they 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 let Paderborn you know really breathe around Newell, which is nice to see. Again, I think this is one of the top te defensive teams in the league um, this year. So if they can keep this up, uh, you know, they had lines coming up this week, this weekend. Um, if they can keep up with their doing, I, you know, there's, there, there are six right now. They're at, they're at seven points, I believe. Well, what's interesting, coming to the mics on the Friday game, 
So I was, if they went by three, that was share of the uh, no top spot. Top spot. For now. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> but, and then. And if Harvey loses. Yeah, but then. You could come into the RB. This could be a title. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you come into that RB game. Right. Like, and, and again, that RB game, I think that RB game is going to be a lot more compelling of what the Shaka team is versus, you know, category of minds. I mean, obviously, you want to see, you like, I expect them to beat Mines. I don't expect them to put five again against Mines, but I expect them to like, you know, I expect them to win this game um, and get them to that ten, like that ten point range and be in the top, you know, be at the top of the table for at least a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 crazy sitting looking at the table and just seeing how like how much they've improved. From last year, because I mean, we look at last year's team it was like we, they had so much pressure on them after finishing second the year before that I think that kind of swallowed them, swallowed them up, and like was it it just wasn't a good year for them. Uh, but yeah, that that I think without the pressure, I think they're I, uh, without the pressure that Shalva has, I think they're able to perform higher. But when they do get that pressure, I think. Or like that expectation of them being a very like a high quality team or a top tier team, I think they kind of buckle under the pressure a little bit. And obviously, you know, Novellum's um, arena like it's not free. It's not a forgiving place if you're struggling. You know, Chalka fans are diehard. That you know, they get, they go to those games every week. You know, they pack the stadium. Even they, even though they, they, I think they they're top in the Bundesliga for attendance last year. Um, even when they were on that losing streak, they were still showing up in droves. Um, it, it was like that. That's a that's a, a very you know faithful, very diehard fan base. Um, but but we'll see, we'll see what this win does for them going forward, and hopefully you know we we get um, uh, Robin back. Uh, I think we get Robin back this week, so that that gives um, Wagner a little bit more. Um, Pieces to go with, but I think I think he had, I think he had found his uh, his grouping with the team that he had played, he played, he played this week. Obviously, I think you you swap McKinney from uh, Serger um, to start with, just because McKinney I think McKinney's a better player, box the box. Um, so minus one player, and I think this is this is going to be a uh, a team to watch this year. Steven R. Shaco Insider. I don't. I don't have anything to add. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna downplay your boys this week. It's a great performance, certainly in the second half. Um, they did look a little susceptible to the counterattack um, in the first half. I think Paderborn really felt like they should have finished that stoppage time. Uh, Sven Michel missed that very, very nice chance to just tuck it into that corner. Um, going in 2-1 would have changed it. But after uh, Sadar's goal and then after Harit's first goal, I think Paderborn was just done. They were sort of broken. Um, Uth was actually, I think, a great addition for Schalke. Um, Just a little bit of pace, not a ton of pace, but a little bit of pace. Um, And then just another option with Bergstaller up there to take a little bit of the pressure off be one more guy to be accountable for and then open up all kinds of space for a guy like Harit 
to exploit the top of the box yeah. and then uh, into the uh, like the six yard area. You know, so that top half of the box just sort of was free for him to do as he wished with. Um, now, you know, if they play second half the way they play, if they play the way they did in the second half against a team like RB, it'll be a closer game. Um, but if you let RB counterattack you the way that you let Paderborn do in the first half, it could be dangerous. Um, I do think McKinney would help with that slightly. Um, but, you know, props to them. I didn't think they were going to put in goals, and certainly not that amount of goals. And they went out there, handled their business. You know, that's the Bundesliga. You, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. Even, uh, even some games we feel are certain, you know, wins for teams and they just don't show up. Or other teams do. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of Suarez. I, I thought that he played really well. Uh, I know that he's going to compete with McKinney for that spot, and I think nine times out of ten McKinney will get that spot. But Suarez, he's good. Oh yeah. Um, and and I was happy to see that because I've been big on him, Kudaku, um, and then obviously Harit, and the three of them I felt like really shined, and I think that that's a good sign for Ragnar and and for them moving forward. Um, I really want to see Kudaku get more action. I think. It, it was interesting because I, I saw on Twitter someone was talking about this team and talking about how, um, particularly last year, how Calagiri might have been the best player on that team and how you're not going to be able to compete in the Bundesliga if Calagiri's... And again, no disrespect to Calagiri, but it's like, look at all these other teams and you want to tell me that, was he 30 last year, maybe 31-year-old yeah. is your best player um, who didn't put up crazy numbers. I mean, obviously his work rate doesn't show up on the sheet. But you need more than that. And I think this season, you've seen that where you could name, I mean, I'd say right now, and this isn't just going on the, uh, this week's game, but I think in general, Harit has been one of the most important. And that's a much better sign to see a young player taking the reins and leading the team. Um, so, yeah, time will tell. But, but um, as Stephen called, this was a good match for them to get their footing and to flex a little bit and to let these young players – I'm not gonna lie. I was a little worried because they did have a um, a friendly during the international break against Victoria Cologne, like a third division team, and they did not <laughs> they did not perform like they should have performed against a third on uh, a uh, friendly. Yeah, but it's a, I, yeah, I saw that one because I mean they lost that one. and yeah. Wagner wasn't happy, but I do think he tinkered a little bit on that one, and you know it's. It's a friendly... The professional player, so you got to show up, but yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a friendly. Uh, I feel like the, the, maybe they just didn't put all their, like, yeah. all their energy into it or whatever, but that that gave them a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a pause just because, like, uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think yeah, this, this is definitely the the right team for them to get, start getting that, that run. All right, well, that concludes our recap segment. Not just a show, it's just a recap segment. <laughs> and it is almost my bedtime. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back to give you our um, predictions. I, well, before we do that, I'm sorry, before we wrap up, um, real quick, we'll keep this, keep this quick, because uh, our sponsors don't pay us to go all night. <laughs> um, biggest winners, biggest losers, Keenan, who's your biggest winner this week? Uh, biggest winner, Chalka. Okay. Seeing the, the ball go back in, in the back of the net that many times, got to be a big winner. Chalka, Stephanie, Steven. 
Mm, okay, yeah. Harit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harit. Great day for him. Biggest loser, uh, Keenan. Uh, either Leverkusen or Wolfsburg. I think Wolfsburg just had the opportunity to make a nice jump in the standings, didn't quite capitalize on it, but uh, I don't know, you get stomped out 4 nothing. got to go with Leverkusen on that one. I want to say Leverkusen or Frankfurt, um, getting beat by Augsburg, um, you know, I think, obviously with them having games they played, I think that kind of played into, into Frankfurt's uh, demise, um, but yeah, Leverkusen definitely, I think, yeah, I think I agree with Keenan. Leverkusen definitely is my, probably my, my pick. Way too loud, so Leverkusen, very tough day. I mean, if you're going to lose it, don't lose it like that. <laughs> um, and then one to watch, just based on this past match day fixture, what, what's something that you're interested in seeing this coming week? Uh, how teams adjust with uh, European play during the week and the terrible idea that it is Monday games. Monday fun day. Uh, again, I think this sounds like a shock uh, thing, but seeing seeing that they they can keep that attack up um, against against the Mainz team that we saw was pretty leaky against uh, against Bayern. So if they can if they can bring that second half performance against Mainz the whole entire ninety minutes, I think you know that's going to be a good thing for Schalke going forward. I think. Um, another thing to watch is Freiburg. I think um, if if Freiburg, <laughs> if, you know, I'm not exactly sure. All right, you guys, you guys bring up Freiburg more than I do. <laughs> nah, come on. I'm not, I'm not at all. It's um, like it's like those haters that bring up the players more, like people that hate Ronaldo talk about Ronaldo more than people that actually like Ronaldo, and it's like. You talk like you must really actually like you must really like Freiburg. You talk about. I'm, 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 I'm giving them props. I'm giving them props. I think you know. I think if, if they can continue with the, what they're doing, I think you know, I think they'll be they'll be successful going forward. It's another winnable one for them. Certainly, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that in just a sec. Um, my one to watch. Uh, I think that. Um, we touched on this a few weeks ago with, with Leverkusen. I still want them to prove something. They, they're looking too up and down. I'm still waiting for it. Um, I think this coming week absolutely has to be a bounce back for them. So there's, they'll continue to be my one to watch team to prove probably throughout the year um, until they can either string something together or they drop enough where we're like, yeah, they don't stand a chance. Um, thank you, lads. Jaden Sancho. Um, I just bring up James Sancho. I don't know. I think I wanted to like talk about like player of the week or something like that. My mind went there. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't agree with that one, but that's okay. <laughs> Man of the season right now for me. But that concludes our uh, this segment. We'll be right back to dive into some quick predictions for the coming week, and then we'll wrap up this week's show. All right, so we're about to start our uh, prediction section. Did bring up a good point. We were we were going back and forth on whether or not we wanted to do um, a full segment on the Champions League fixtures that we had today. Do you want to touch on that just a little bit, um, and then touch on the ones that we have for tomorrow, um, because they may affect our predictions coming into this weekend. Um, so real quick, today we have Dortmund um, nil nil against Barcelona. Um, Dortmund looked much the better side. 
just couldn't complete their chances um, is where it really comes down to me. Um, defensively, they were really strong. I mean, to stifle Barcelona, um, even if you're at home, is still a tall order. Um, so not to take anything away from them, but I, I do think that Dorman has to feel like that's lost points um, and not a point gained um, because they weren't able to finish, particularly Royce. Um, and then we also had the Leipzig... Um, Benfica? Benfica matchup, thank you. Um, uh, pretty straightforward day again for, for Leipzig. Um, Timo Werner kicking on all cylinders. Um, very easily could have been a shutout today for them. Uh, like what you see from them, like what you continue to see. Um, yeah, straightforward there. Tomorrow, Bayern, um, Red Star, and then um, y'all say Leverkusen and Lokomotiv. Any quick thoughts on those? It's pretty straightforward. Three points for Bayern. Um, I think I think Leverkusen is also going to get the three points against Lokomotiv as well. Um, they have to. Like if, if they're, they're going to bounce back from that, uh, what, what a way to bounce back from the 4-0 loss to Dortmund is get absolutely demolished through every point in the Champions League. Yeah, at home with the home fans. I'm with you. Won't even let Kina chime in on that one. He's doing a little work right now. Getting ready for... Bayern's going to win. I'm thinking that's the same one. Yeah, I mean, they hate it because like this time of year for Champions League, I'm, I'm just not into it. Group stages, you know, I, I, the top teams should win their games and if they don't, it just looks bad, so I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, Bayern loses this game. I'll be glad I I'll I'll watch it. I'm not I'm not those one of those fans, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, these fixtures should be fairly straightforward. We know who's gonna finish one two, it's just a matter of how they're going to finish. Um common miss knockouts, but <laughs> it does affect this coming this coming weekend a bit. Don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, um, especially for Leverkusen. Um They'll, they get to stay at home, but um, they do face me in Berlin, which could be a little bit of a, a trap game for them coming off, of, especially if they get a win in Champions League and feel like they've, they're back on their feet. Couldn't get a slap again. So, uh, But without further ado, let's dive right in. Um, Friday. Stevie, how do you feel about your boys? Swag of Mites. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting matchup um, just because... Kind of, like, kind of like we saw with the Bayern game with Mines. Mines is pretty good on the counterattack. Um, and kind of like Keenan said with the, the Paderborn game, uh, the counterattack that Paderborn had in the first half, if Mines finishes those, how does that affect Schalke going forward with their, with their with all that? Um, but <clears throat> I think, I think now, now that Schalke has its footing, um, I think I think it's just gonna roll through, roll right through. I think this is gonna be like a three zero um, win for Schalke. Uh, I think Schalke gets the win, but I don't think it's quite that big. But I mean, it's at Veltons. Schalke's finally figured out how to put the ball in the back of the net and not have to use their opponents to do so. <laughs> and then they, they still might get some goals. You never know. Hey, you'll take them however you want them, right? Goals are goals, right? Yep. <laughs> not jumping on a bandwagon, but yeah, back home Veltons Arena. Should get the job done. I agree. I think it's going to be a give and take because I think as Shock continue to push forward and play Wagner's style of, of play, it's going to leave more gaps at the back. Uh, but they've got they've got the defenders to um, as long as they stay sharp, they should clean up. Um, don't think it's going to be another blowout, but um, they do get the job done um, this Friday. Uh, 
Saturday, Saturday morning, we've got Byron Cole. Interesting matchup. Everything is interesting, but it's like... Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but the Billy Goat's coming back to face Byron. Um, if, I, I don't remember how the games ended up. The um, season that... Obviously, Cole Cole went down, but I don't... I, I can't remember if Cole was competitive in those games against Byron or not. Modesti's had some, some but, but, so but, but I, will, I will say, Cone has, for some reason, they've always been that one team that's been able to give Bayern problems. As far as, as far as like the teams like in the lower half of the table, that they've been the one of those, te- one of those teams. Um, I, think, I think they'll struggle. I, I think they'll give Bayern a little bit of struggle just because of, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll just sit back and defend, and then you know, they'll have, like, maybe like a Modesti. Um, and that's the um, counterattack, and that, that's how they get their goal. But I think Byron is this one. This is the part of the season that your depth is used for. You have, you know, a weekend game, a midweek game, a weekend game. Byron has the depth. Byron has the better players. Byron's going to win. <laughs> Byron gets the job done. I think you have Bob. Come back to rotate the squad a little bit for tomorrow. Um, we get to see Parasitch start, um, and then it'll be interesting to see who starts on the weekend. But it doesn't really matter. I think I think both of these next two fixtures will be um, pretty dominating. Yeah, yeah. Um, Byron. I mean, don't want to talk too big, but I, I do think Byron handles these, um, particularly after the weekend. Um, I think they're, they're going to want to come out and take care of business in these. Leverkusen, um, you know, Berlin. So they have a bounce back? They, they, this is a team for them to bounce back on. Um, see, this is the thing with Leverkusen is they'll, they'll bounce back against a team like Union, but then they'll play like Bayern the next week and then they'll get crushed. And that, that's the kind of consistency that we're talking about with Leverkusen. Is they'll, they'll, they'll show up at some games, but other games they'll just, just completely disappear. Um, but I, I think this, I think with the, with the amount of uh, with the t- teams that are right there, they can't. They cannot. They cannot afford to lose more uh, any, any more games. My one concern about this game is that having a midweek game in there, um, we've talked quite a bit about their lack of depth. Um, it is nice for them. Both games are at home, so they don't have to travel in there. Uh, makes it a little bit easier. I'm gonna say it's a draw. I think if there's one they're going to struggle with, I actually, I, I don't think. I think they're going to still be locomotive, but I think that one will be a little bit trickier than, um, than Berlin. I think they take care of Berlin this weekend. Um, and yeah, and I, I, think they'll, I think they'll take care of it pretty handily, too, um, just with, with the attacking talent they have and, and playing um, in front of their home supporters. Um, I mean, Berlin just doesn't have the, the defenders to keep up with that. Then the other Berlin squad <laughs> facing Paderborn. Steven, this is one that you said jumped out to you. Yeah. Um, I think Paderborn gets this one. Uh, I think Paderborn, um, they're, they're definitely an offensive team. They'll, they'll counterattack you all, all game long. Uh, obviously, their they're defense is a little suspect. Um, so maybe that, that kind of kicks hurts it in the gear, maybe a little bit. Um, but I think I think Paderborn just has the attack to put this game on a reach. I think it's maybe like a 
maybe like a three two win for Padborn. Uh, I'm gonna say that Berlin at home gets a win. It's ugly and uncomfortable, but they get the win. Yeah, same. Uh, Berlin gets it done. Finally, <laughs> they're gonna get those three points. Um, this is this is an important. I mean, this is a bottom of the table battle right here. Um, and then although it's early in the season, you don't want to be losing to the other teams that are down there with you. So um, I think Berlin feel, finally feels the urgency and takes care of business um, this week. Freiburg, Augsburg. You know what? I'll go and open with this one. Big Freiburg. Um, we'll continue to get it done this week. <laughs> Augsburg showing signs of life, though. So they can't come in too confident. Um, both of these are teams that... Yeah, it can it can be a little shaky if they um, if they don't come in on good footing, but uh, I think Freiburg does take care of business at home. Yeah, I, I, I think Freiburg gets this one done. Well, like we've been saying, we we think Augsburg is a relegation team, um, but <clears throat> I think I think Freiburg definitely is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think Fabric gets this one done. Oh, well, Smith gets some, um, gets some action this week. I'd love to see him get on the score sheet. I really want to say that this game is a draw, and I would absolutely say so if Augsburg was playing at home. I think they're just a very different team at home. Um, I mean, most people are. Um, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go with Freiburg as well. That banging was not Keenan uh, out of frustration. It's Dottie who picked it up. <laughs> Next up, we've got our um, Bremen Leipzig, which. Leipzig. <laughs> that's the one. Keep it going. <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> um, come back to me. Mm. I can't. This one might be the one that I throw out there. I, I think Bremen, Bremen makes it a tough day for them. At home, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I'm waiting for that one from, from Leipzig. Um, it was kind of what we saw with Dortmund where I felt it with um, Union Berlin getting them. Um, and I just feel like one of these is finally going to catch up with, with Leipzig. Um, they're coming off of the um, the European match today. I know they they have till Saturday to bounce back, but um, it, it's been uh, it's been a tight week for them. Um, you know they had to they had to defend a lot in that first half against Bayern. They came out they exerted a lot of energy in the second half. Um, today they ran a lot. They are a really really young squad. Um, but also, I think with that, there is a little bit of a lack of discipline, and you could come into this one thinking that you've got three points wrapped up when you really don't. So I'm going to say maybe the draw, but I'll go all in and say that Bremen gets it done. Yeah. Osako gets on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got to go Bremen as well. They're they're playing really well, and it's at home. And just because of that, 
I'm going to bank on um, on Chakra getting three goals this week, so that we can have a a real <laughs> interesting top matchup. of the table battle next week <laughs> um, against Arby. Just just for the storyline, I, I would absolutely love to see that. Yeah, I think I think that that, that would be something that would be cool to uh, uh, oh the top table top battle uh, against a team that probably no one thought would be there, especially not this early. What do you mean? We all thought Leipzig would be there. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. No, there's nothing you're going to say. Moving on to Sunday. Yes. I, when we get to that fixture, I do have some thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, the Sunday fixtures. Gladbach Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Okay. I think Gladbach hasn't looked all that great. I know they're missing a couple of players. Um, and um, I mean, it, it, this this one one of those, obviously, it could go either way. Um, but and it'll be a, kind of like a tight match, kind of like the Wolfsburg Dusseldorf. Um, but I think it might be like a 1 0 2 1 kind of game for Dusseldorf. I think um, Stefan's just playing outside of his mind as a keeper for Dusseldorf. Obviously, he has to because he doesn't have any <laughs> which could, which could, which could end up being a bad thing for Dusseldorf if um, if Gladbach gets their attack going and it's against them. The Stefan's going to be getting all the shots uh, towards them. So I, I, I had a little bit more like I'm, Dusseldorf. I think I think some some attacking uh, prowess behind them. Um, but this is one of those, this is going to be one of those grind out type of games. Yeah, Stefan um, easily, and I think by quite a bit, most saves in the league right now. Um, I don't think I don't even think it's close. Um, so it says a lot about him, but then also says it's kind of like the Arsenal effect with Leno, who leads all of Europe right now, maybe even the whole world, <laughs> <laughs> with the most shots that he's facing uh, week in and week out. So kind of the same thing, where it's like, well. Where's the defense? Yeah. Um, Plea and Mbolo should have a lot of fun in this one. Um, but yeah, otherwise they haven't looked convincing yet. This is one that Gladback really needs to win um, to show that they're up on that level because right now they, I feel like they've almost gotten forgotten this season. We're kind of must sleep on it because they're, they, they haven't looked incredibly convincing. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're sitting they're sitting in seventh right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're, 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 they're you know obviously they're they're tied with Schalke on points, but uh, with the goal differential, and, and that that's that, that that's the other thing with that back is their goal differential is like plus one through four through four games. Yeah, but so so that that's that's why I kind of feel like it'd be more of a run up type of game for Gladbach just because they have um like they're they're more I think they're more solid than a defensive team. Well, yeah, I think I think uh, we touched on this without Hazard. They um, he contributed so much to that attack, and I think that they're trying to to find a footing and bring in uh, Marco Rosa, the new manager. That they're still trying to find a footing. So at some point, expect them to to click it on and to start putting up some bigger numbers. I don't think goal differential will be an issue later on in the year for them, but um, certainly right now. And so again, I. This is one they need. This is one that they will. Gladbach um, will get done. Uh, this is for me another team that with the short week and not as much depth. I'm gonna go with the draw here, um, especially since 
Uh, we've we've had almost uh, I think we've had all but one match day. We've had two draws on each uh, each weekend. So gotta have draws somewhere, right? All right. Who's got Frankfurt over Dortmund? And silence. Nobody. <laughs> I, 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 no, because Frankfurt has to play Arsenal on Thursday, and I think that's gonna take a lot out of them. Uh, I, I think I think Frankfurt's gonna get uh, past Arsenal, but um, Dortmund, I'm not so sure about. I think this this unfortunately I think this could be one of those teams where Dortmund absolutely hammers, kind of like Leverkusen. Um, it could be like a four zero three zero yeah win for Dortmund. Um, yeah, I think I think Dortmund gets this one done pretty handily. A little bit more rest for Dortmund. Um, yeah. They play. They play today, Tuesday. Won't play again until Sunday. Yeah, how did Dortmund end up with the incredible scheduling there, with getting the first day Champions League matchup followed by a Sunday game? Uh, like, and they were at home today, so they won't have to travel yeah. until they go to Frankfurt. Um, yeah, so got a little luck- lucky there for them. Seriously. I will say. Um, that definitely plays in their favor because they played hard today, but I think that they'll have ample rest yeah. to get prepared for that one. And Frankfurt, I agree. I think that they're going to prioritize this Arsenal fixture. Um, it could come in a little gas on this one. I'm not sure it gets it gets ugly, ugly, um, but yeah, it could. Um, but yeah, Dorman Dorman will win that one. Dorman probably feels today like they should have won this game, and I think they're going to take that out on Frankfurt. This weekend, I think it gets ugly. Mm, shoot. Wolfsburg, Hoffenheim. Wolfsburg, I think they get it done. Third point, they're going to stay competitive on the table. Um, Hoffenheim, struggling. Don't have a real identity right now. Um, haven't been able to capitalize on other teams' mistakes. Um, Bifidel looked, looked okay this weekend, but they've got to get some finishing going. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Wolfsburg's going to get this win. Wolfsburg. I mean, if yeah, it's it, it's just it's just uh, I think them getting beat three zero, uh, Hoffenheim. I think I I I think they're, they're kind of like we said at the beginning. I think Hoffenheim. We we think Hoffenheim's gonna struggle quite quite a lot. Yeah. So that that concludes our um our predictions for this week. Um, Keenan has taken note of those. Uh, maybe we'll tweet them out on Friday or something like that, or th- Thursday night. Um, I think we'll certainly get the uh, the overall records out there, just so we can get a sort of week by week, see how we're doing, and uh, see which one of us uh, people should listen to. Ooh, Mr. Competitive. I want to do all that. <laughs> nah, yeah. We'll get that going. You know. Never let anybody forget that Tyler called Union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm feeling Berman this week. I'm feeling Berman this week. All right, boys. It has been a rainy night. Don't know how. I'm awake. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Steven is not working overnight shifts, so I guess your your work day is about to start. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. All right. Um, so it's been a joy um, to be back with you on this this Tuesday night. Any closing thoughts this week? 
Stephen, where's our uh, where's our update on contract signings throughout all of Europe? Oh yeah, Adoy Stein is signed. Adoy Stein is not signed. Leroy is, I think, still uh, in Austria. Uh, no, he's been he's moved back. Oh, he's been back to England. Yeah, he's back with England, and uh, things seem to be progressing well. I heard he was even running slightly. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Bayern. All right. <coughs> that was a good last year at the end. Keenness in the song. For all of us at Pass the Sticks podcast, we appreciate you. Go follow us on Twitter at Pass the Sticks 20. Check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud. And hopefully, by the time you hear this, we'll be on iTunes. Uh, you know, let us know in the comments on Twitter what you think you want to hear, how you think we're doing. If you want to be on the show, let us know. And uh, how you feel about uh, PS 2020. <laughs> or FIFA 2020. All right, 20. I don't know why PS did 2020. Uh, yeah, FIFA 20. If you play that, let us know. We don't play that. <laughs> but if you like it. Let us know. <laughs> uh, Keener does have a Buddhist in the blog. Encourage him to get back on there. He's written some really cool stuff. So if you want to read some articles about just other stuff. Um, does in-depth analysis on different teams, on different storylines. Really cool stuff there. Um, read up on that. Um, Steven's been out there promoting us. Um, if you're in the Bundesliga Facebook group, we're in there too, so come say hey. Um, Steven's been really active in there. I need, I need to get a little bit more active in there. We are um, also um, in the process of getting on Stitcher as well. Um, we need some stuff before we can actually submit, um, but we will, we will uh, apply to be a partner with Stitcher as well. Yes, we want to get there on as many channels as we can. Um, starting slow, just want to build one thing at a time, but definitely want to cast a wide net to make sure um, as many of you can hear us as possible. And again, we um, continue to grow when we really interact with you guys. All right.